Have you ever been tangled up with that knot of emotion when you're going to catch up with someone from your tribe who you actually should have a good relationship with? That's the feeling that Dr. Kerry Howells addresses in her book, Untangling You. She talks about how to take yourself from resentment to gratitude. And by doing that, you actually get rid of that un- that tangled up knots in your stomach. We look at gratitude from different from different cultures around the world and we looked at how gratitude is the is the parent of all other virtues i think you're going to like this one make your next read untangling you by dr kerry howes all right dr kerry howes hello luke how are you very good thank you so tell me you've written a cracking book called untangling you who should read it everybody no, you're not allowed says, to say that. Who, who should, everybody who, says that who's about. Who's going to get the most out of this book? Uh, everybody. <laughs> no, who's going to get the most out of it? Are HR managers, coaches, athletes, uh, athletes and their coaches, um, parents, teachers, leaders in particular are going to get a lot out of it because it's very much about cultural change mm. um, and. Just anybody who's really interested in gratitude, there's quite a lot of people who've been following gratitude and and looking at gratitude podcasts and reading about gratitude for quite some time because it's become an explosive area of interest in the last yeah, decade. Yeah, it really has, hasn't it? And it's it's amazing. One of the one of the quotes you got from the book, and I I, I love this quote, it was from Cicero. And it said something along the lines of gratitude is not is not only the greatest virtue, but it's actually the parent of all others. Yes. And, you know, mm-hmm. he said that 2,000 years ago and it's it's just as sort of poignant today, isn't it? It is, yeah. And it also really points to some of the messages that I outline in the book, which is about how it, it, gratitude stands on certain pillars like humility and sense of interconnectedness and empathy and all of those things that we need to be able to put in place in order for gratitude to really be expressed in a meaningful and authentic way. Mm. I'm, I'm going to get a little bit caught up because I had a lot of things I pulled out of this, so I've got to try and make sure I don't overload everyone that's listening. But yeah. but that whole idea of that you can use gratitude to get out of resentment, can you mm-hmm. expand on that for me a little bit because that's pretty much the, the theme through most of the book. So Yes. Yes. Well, it, it's all, I think it's generally really good to think about concepts in terms of their opposite. This is the philosopher coming through with yeah. me. And because that will really highlight the shadow side of what we're trying to practice so that we can get a sense of, oh, I'm in resentment, so therefore I'm not in gratitude and and it can kind of, it can kind of help illuminate gratitude has a really great illuminating power mm. so when we're trying to express gratitude to someone and we find out we can't it's often because we feel the opposite which in this case is resentful yeah right it's a bit like the martin luther king line that you can't you can't fight darkness with darkness you've got to fight it with light absolutely Yes. So gratitude brings our resentment out to the out into the light if we'll allow it to because often there's a misconception that we've got to be grateful all the time, but actually it's a work in progress, our gratitude, especially with people who've hurt us or difficult relationships. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of courage to actually be able to say, yeah, I really want to work on my 
my resentment and because it is and by nature it's really hidden and so gratitude can actually give us the fortitude that we need and the resilience that we need to be able to approach difficult relationships and be able to see the good that we have had in the past that our resentments completely obliterated because we're in so much pain. Yeah, I can only see the bad thing that person's done to me now. I can't see any of the good. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, okay. So how do we go about sort of if we have got that resentment, that how do we kind of bring it into the light if we don't actually realise that we've got it? How do we know when when we've sort of in that hole with someone yes. if we haven't actually recognised it. So how do we how do we kind of work that out? Well, we know because we try to express gratitude to them and we can't, which is what many of the people in my audiences all around the world have said. There's always someone that comes to mind where we go, I can be grateful to this person, grateful to that person, but I could never be grateful to that person right. because they've hurt me so much. So, so once again, gratitude has this great way of bringing to light those people that we find difficult to express gratitude to is usually because we have some underlying resentment. Yeah, okay. And I must admit, can, I'm, I'm going to tell you something you might not like too much. Is that okay? Yes. <laughs> um, but I started reading this book and you you started the book, the first sort of five or ten pages are, are pretty much about your relationship with your mum. Mm. all right and i've started the book and go oh my god i've got a a book here and it's just all about this person's dysfunctional relationship with your mum and it wasn't at all it wasn't that wasn't what the book was about but you sort of brought things up that were really quite raw and Mm. that must have been hard to write or how did you go about the process of writing that and sort of what can i include and what can't i that must have been really difficult Oh, look, I have got so many versions of this book, so many drafts, Luke. It was such a difficult decision. And I originally had that for the reasons you're outlining, actually. I usually, I originally had that in another chapter. Right. And then a really honest editor said, no, this is a universal story. This has got to come right up front. And this is why you wrote it really like it gives, gives the reader a sense of who you are and where your resentment has has resided. So I decided to put it up front for that reason. Yeah, and it was to, and to it, make it more relatable, but it was it was risky, I know. Yeah, it was. And I guess I I'm probably not you know, your your middle-aged blokey blokes probably not the sort of person that would pick up untangling you, but they they really should. Mm. You know, going back to who should read it and everyone and like you know, I don't feel, yeah, you know, I live in Lukeland, a place where everyone's wonderful and everyone's nice and I, I don't have too much resentment very often. But how how sort of vulnerable you made yourself in it made me think, wow, I, perhaps I have been a bit like that with this person or that person and you made me think about some of the relationships I had. And, and then it kind of transitioned into things like sport and stuff like that. And you tell some great stories in it. Like tell us the story about the two girls that were both going for the Olympics. Yes, that's a story that everyone likes. Yeah, it's <laughs> so a good I've, one. I've been researching gratitude and education for 25 years and then I got a research project to research in the context of Olympic and Paralympic um, athletes and everybody wanted to know about gratitude once I started researching it in the area of sport. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I, I had a workshop in Melbourne and a, a group of athletes and and they um, they just come back from the Olympic Games, the Paralympic Games, 
And I was talking about gratitude and then the interest in the room really started to get very um, intense when I started to talk about gratitude as the opposite of resentment. And one of these athlete, one of these athletes said that they had a really good story to tell about their um, what happened to them in the final of their Olympic Games, where they they had the whole of the country behind them, and they done this was a pivotal moment in their lives of of sport, and they'd been training for this moment for eight years, and all this person could think about at that pivotal moment was the resentment that she felt to her best friend who oh, had also wow. been who had also been training for these 8 years with her and they both thought they'd be selected for the olympics and and only um this athlete was and her best friend wasn't and the best friend didn't really know how to handle her resentment so she turned on this athlete and bit backbited behind her back and gossiped about her and spread spread vicious rumors about her etc so yeah, you brought up a word there that I'd never really used before, backbiting, and you talked about critiquing ideas and, and backbiting. Can you tell us the difference between being critical and backbiting? Well, c- critiquing ideas is a really powerful and important part of who we are as human beings so that we can discern what's right and what's wrong, and uh, it's 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 very much to be favoured, but backbiting is it makes it much more personal, and backbiting often comes from deep seated resentment. So it's very unprocessed, and we keep on going over and over it in our minds. and And if we're really hurt, we keep on talking about it with other people about what the other person's done to hurt us. But actually, we're hurting ourselves and our integrity and our workplaces and our our families are being hurt by this propensity to just go blah about the pain that we feel about somebody hurting us. Mm. And most of all, too, that repeating it and that rumination of it, it's just creating stronger and stronger neural pathways that really aren't very beneficial to you, are they? So, Absolutely, yes. And so how, do we, how, would, how did that particular athlete, how did she come out of it and actually use gratitude to turn it around? Well, it was very helpful to actually name up the feeling. Up until the workshop, it had been this kind of murky feeling of um, something that was going on and she didn't really know how to articulate it. And then just by helping her to do that in the workshop by talking about um, resentment as this feeling that lingers and ruminates and gets stuck and comes from a shock of broken expectations and being made to feel inferior, which is exactly how she felt, mm. and but particularly how this other athlete felt who didn't manage her feelings because elite sport is kind of right there in terms of those two causes of resentment. Like if you don't get selected, it's huge expectations broken yeah. and it's usually great public humility, public humiliation. So recognising it and being able to give it a name has been really, really useful, which is why I spent a whole chapter articulating what resentment Yeah, you is. do. And it was really good, that bit too. It reminded me a lot of the work of Susan David to try and sort of, you know, that emotional agility stuff to try and understand what you're feeling. And then when you do understand that, you can actually you have the tools then to start working with it. But if you don't actually understand what you're feeling, yes, that gets really hard, doesn't it? Yeah, it gets really, really hard. Yeah. And to know that we that that gratitude is a really important cohesive element of our relationships, that we, we really need gratitude to be able to have 
very healthy and flourishing relationships and to recognise that often the reason why we don't is because of deep-seated resentment. So to be committed to a healthy relationship really means to be committed to expressing gratitude in that relationship. And, and it's just so hard when you're feeling resentful. So I guess yeah. the first thing is feel the resentful and then work out how you can turn it around a little bit. Yes, and then to recognise the causes really helps. So with that athlete, just being able to recognise, oh, yeah, I can really see why I had the resentment. Mm. And then my book explores gratitude practices like rec- truly recognising the other person and remembering the good that we've received from them and yeah. acting on our, our our gratitude in a step-by-step way because when we're really hurt, even the idea of gratitude can be really, really hard. Mm. So we need to be very gentle with ourselves and build our own resilience through gratitude before we even begin sometimes. And to yeah. go with the low lying fruit, not to not to go to not to go into the traumatic, um, you know, extreme end of the resentment. If we have any, it's much better to work with relationships that are easier than and, and build up our, our confidence and our skills in those relationships. Mm-hmm. Like there's a couple of quotes in there about there was one from Rachel Carson and she mm-hmm. said underneath the most annoying behavior is a frustrated person who's tr- crying out for compassion yes oh well isn't that just a, a game changer if you're sort of in that resentment hole with someone to actually you know understand that their annoying behavior is crying out for compassion mm-hmm. how do we how do we do that though that's a really it's a really hard thing to try and try and work out well I think the overall framework and where I come to at the end of the book is that we this book's requiring us to to probably to have a commitment to really changing ourselves and to untangling ourselves in order to be able to have the best kind of be, be the best kind of people that we can be So that commitment can really help us go through a lot of endurance to be able to really keep working on relationships and also that relationships in our lives really matter and to not push them aside just because of our resentment, to really be committed to to pushing through. And that often takes a lot of honest conversations and honesty with ourselves and owning our part in it as well. And gratitude to self. Can I just go back to that one, that owning your part in it? Yeah. Um, that one really hit me as well. That if you've, if you are feeling resentment towards someone, then what part did you play in that? Yes. Bringing that. And gee, that takes some, some fairly intense rooms and mirrors to, to actually do that, particularly when you're feeling hurt. It does. Yeah. It really does. And to know that it's a choice because often resentment robs us of the feeling that we can choose, which is why I've got a whole chapter on choosing gratitude. Mm. And gratitude, more than anything else I've found, can actually remind us that we can choose, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. When we hear the word gratitude, we go, oh, that's right, I can choose something else. Yeah, I have another option here. I have another option. So gratitude is giving us a really powerful other option, but my book's trying to make that um, accessible so mm. that it's not it's never replacing resentment with gratitude because that's just putting a positive veneer over a negative situation isn't it yeah it is and you, you put you brought up a thing called the called the circle of gratitude and how that must be completed can you can you explain what mm. that is and why it's so important gratitude has 
been quite misunderstood, I think, in terms of what it is and what it isn't. And a lot of people conflate gratitude with positivity and a lot of people think that you need to be positive in order to express gratitude. But gratitude is much more of an action and it's much more of an inner attitude to life in general um, and it's also much more about what I have received, acknowledging what I've received from somebody else and how I can give back out of acknowledgement for what I've received. So in that way, it's really different from praise or positive acknowledgement or positive thinking. It's much more of a giving and receiving kind of relationship with the person that we're trying to, to express gratitude to. Mm-hmm. And my research shows that a lot of people are much better at giving gratitude than they are at receiving it from other people. Mm. So, uh, and in that can be a bit of a seed of resentment. So these co- these athletes, for example, talked about that. They they tried to thank their coach. They really wanted to thank their coaches after Rio. It was only a couple of weeks after. And um, they, so they did thank them. And often the, often the coaches would say, Oh, it's just my job, or uh, you're just you're just um, you're just trying to suck up to me because you want to get selected, and they just kind of scoff off the yeah. the, the 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 gratitude that they're really wanting to show. So, in order for gratitude to really work in our organisations and in our relationships, we need to become really good at both giving gratitude but also receiving it from others. Yeah, and I I, I read that, and I went, and I do that all the time if someone. Yeah. You know, says something really nice about. I'll oh, just brush it off. Oh no, it's it's. But it you've there's something beautiful about when you give it and when you know that that person receives it and you kind of tilt your head to one side a little bit and say, "Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that you noticed that." Then yes. it almost it almost has a cumulative effect from both sides, doesn't it? You actually feel better about receiving the gratitude, and the person given it actually feels like they're getting they feel better for the experience as well. So. Yeah. I actually think that that was one of the things I took out of it, that when people show you gratitude, to be grateful for the gratitude, I guess, that it's a it's almost like a cumulative snowball. Yes, yeah. And I think that's really a really, really important forgotten element because a lot of people don't know how to receive it. Mm. What, really what's, your, what's your tips for someone that if they well, have, just, ha- are having issues with that? Uh, to my tips with a lot of things are just to copy somebody who's really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> just, let's just, just plagiarize our someone. emotions. Yeah, just find some model, you know, um, shadow somebody for a while and 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 work out what it is that they do when when or think about somebody who receives your gratitude really well and just copy it yourself. Just do that yeah. yourself in your own way. But it, it almost throws that sort that sort of empathy circle into it because we know how nice it feels when we're when we're allowed to give our gratitude to someone, yet yeah. we'll rob them of having that same nice feeling, and it just doesn't make any sense. But yet people do it. Exactly, it's a really and curious habit. It's a really curious habit, and it's one like, for example, with the athletes again, it's one that makes gratitude become depleted in organisations or in relationships because. If we we try and thank someone and then that thank you isn't received, well, we won't try again. Yeah, and you had a few really good examples of that. One as simple as you wanted to thank a nurse for a cup of tea. Yes. Can you can you tell us that? Which I can get why that would be upsetting, but tell us the story about that. 
Yes, I was really sick. I had a staph and strep infection and I was rushed into um, emergency and I was just so tired and um, this nurse came up to me and said, oh, would you like a cup of tea? And it was just like heaven and she was so kind. She touched my hand and she was just kind of really calming me down. And then when I was um, about to leave, I I kind of saw her in a corner and I said to the person at the reception, oh, could I just have a quick word to that nurse because I really like to thank her for her kindness. And he said, oh, we just don't do that that sort of thing here. Yeah, wow. And we wonder why our morale in places like that is really bad and we're losing really good people that could do that because we're not allowing them to do things that are perfectly natural. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I, my, my gratitude, my immense gratitude had nowhere to go. Yeah. And, 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 you and, that, and that nurse, that, because there's a lot of, like you say, Luke, there's a lot of burnout in, in the medical profession. And if I'm not saying every place would be like that, but if, we're, if patients aren't allowed to genuinely thank um, people who care for them, the mm-hmm. medical profession, then um, practitioners, and if the medical practitioners aren't very good at receiving it, then they're missing out on the very nourishing power of gratitude because in, in, in clinical trials it shows that gratitude can really help strengthen and build relationships and give us a lot of resilience. There's a lot of other things, even stuff about how resentment makes you closed and dumb. And I'm, I'm, I do a lot of work in, in stress and I think stress does the same thing. It makes you defensive and dumb. Mm. And so how how does gratitude sort of, how does that change that? I don't know about dumb. I think That, that I might have been me paraphrasing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've used the word dumb. Um, resentment does do the opposite to us to what gratitude does. So gratitude helps us feel connected. It helps us feel more, helps us feel better, helps us feel calmer um, and helps us feel resilient, whereas resentment undermines all of those factors Mm, it most certainly does and there's there's another one you talked a little bit about fear in it as well and there's a great quote from elizabeth gilbert in there Mm. and it was it was something along the lines of you know fear's allowed to have a seat and it's allowed to have a voice but it's not allowed to have a vote you know i love that that was just such a beautiful quote isn't it isn't that great yeah it was it was yeah, I, I, there was a whole bunch of things and there's a whole bunch of things in that where you're drawn from, you know, people like Cicero and, and, and Victor Frankl and then you've pulled out someone new like, like Elizabeth Gilbert. So we've, you've drawn from so many places, which is one of the things I loved about the book. Um, the one I've been itching to talk to you about when we got on the podcast and I felt like it almost could have been a book on its own mm. was Gratitude in Other Cultures. Yes. Can can you take us through? Can you take us through the story of Mina from Iran and and some of the different things that happen in other cultures with regards to resentment and gratitude? Yes. Well, I'd like to start, if you don't mind, with my experience of researching gratitude in Indigenous cultures because cool. I've I've had I've, I had a few research projects uh, and and. I was particularly interested in our own Australian Indigenous cultures because I was alerted to this when I was writing my other book um, and my book on gratitude in education. And I, one of the things that I felt sad about 
when I put that book out was that I didn't have a whole chapter on cross-cultural gratitude because I'm I'm learning more and more about how much culture really influences the way we give and receive gratitude and it also influences the way we express resentment. So with, ind- with Indigenous, um, Australian Indigenous culture, for example, um, they often don't have a word for gratitude in their language because they it's it's not needed. It's seen as real white fellas business and yeah. and it's not necessary to thank all the time because it's inherent in their culture. It's inherent in their sense of interdependence and sharing. So there's no need to thank. Mm-hmm. And and so in in this one story, I've got a teach a, a Western teacher who goes up into a regional. Um, Indigenous cultural uh, school and gets really sort of upset because her students aren't thanking and then she gets to know that they don't thank because that's not part of their culture and so the best way to express gratitude to the to the people in that community is to go and find an elder and thank and, and tell the elder what you're grateful for about the child nice. and 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 so it's not actually thanking the child it's actually thanking someone who who is responsible for the child. So that can often make us think, oh, Indigenous people don't want to thank or they don't know how to thank or whatever, Mm -hmm. which is completely not founded. It's just more that we need to get to know the culture well enough to know how they express gratitude so that we can be more sensitive to that. Yeah, well, how do they do it if if the elders aren't there and things like that and or what happens then? um, I think it's just a matter of of n- not being insulted if if people aren't thanking you mm. because often it's be- or if they're not thanking you in the way that you want to be thanked because yeah. it's often a cultural difference as whitefellas i guess that's up to us to realize that that's how they are yeah i, I don't exactly. want to say that that's that's just the way indigenous cultures work and don't expect them to be different yeah, and to respect that it's not necessarily that a culture without gratitude. It's just expressed in a really different way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good point. There was, there was a whole bunch of those towards the end of the book that I'm reading going, wow, I didn't have a clue about any of that stuff. Yeah. So with, with that gratitude with the Indigenous people, how does that work across the different Indigenous Australian cultures that we have here? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked that because I don't want to generalise. And in my book, I've got I, I make reference to a great um, thesis by Karen Martin, Indigenous writer, Indigenous scholar, who has this great statement: "Please knock before you enter." And what 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 she's highlighting is that every 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 Indigenous culture is really different, and we can't generalise. So I'm just really giving a taste, just in this chapter, just giving a taste to really emphasise the fact that we really do need to get to know another person's culture to do it well. But I don't want to generalise across all cultures or, or across all Indigenous Australians. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. And you do do that really well. I, I, I feel like after reading this book that I understand how how Chinese people will look at gratitude, how someone from the Middle East and Iran looks at it, and and also the fact that Indigenous communities they they're all different, but they um you know they they experience they show gratitude in a slightly different way. Yes, and it is it is a topic title of my next books the topic of my next book because I okay. I just I, I just think there's so much more to say about this, so it's just a taste. 
And um, can you explain the story about Mina, the PhD student from Iran as well? Uh, yes. So um, Mina um, really wanted to thank her PhD, really wanted to thank her PhD supervisor and the PhD supervisor was just kind of scoffing off her thank you and saying, oh, you don't need to thank me because I'm, I'm just a PhD um, supervisor and that's just my job. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't really have anywhere, anywhere for her gratitude to go and that really upset her because she felt that that, was, that act of the supervisor was really cold, cold-hearted mm-hmm. because in their culture they... They love giving gifts and they love expressing gratitude through these gifts. Yeah, so have again, some food. Um, and food, yes. Yeah. And so again, that was take that was that was taken as a really big misunderstanding and 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 it ca- actually really upset the whole kind of supervisor student relationship. And in the end You're actually doing that. And as you were saying that, you were drawing <laughs> a little circle in the air for anyone listening to this. And it just brings us back to that circle of gratitude, doesn't it? That we've yeah. gotta whether it's in our culture or not, we've gotta be able to accept it and understand yes. that and take the gratitude from the way it, you know, from from the intent in which it's given, I guess. Yes, and also to get to know another person, this is where I come to in the conclusion of this chapter, to get to know another person from another culture, a great way to start is to ask them how they express gratitude mm-hmm. because that gratitude is so inherent, like Cicero said, it's it's the greatest of virtues. It's yeah. so inherent in who we are that if we have the answer to that, we're not only able to communicate more easily and understand more easily, but we're really getting to know the other person at a much deeper level. So it's a really great shortcut. And people love talking about these things. Oh, they do. The The one that got me is I, I've had this penny drop moment as to why Asian kids are better at school than what Caucasian kids are. Right. Because Asian kids tell us how they t- they show gratitude. Yes. Yeah. You mean like they, because Asian, because of the, you mean the example of the Chinese? The Chinese. Sorry, I'm, I'm pulling yeah. Asians together. I meant Chinese. Yeah. The Chinese student who, the Chinese students who, again, don't really know, like, yes, their, their whole motivation in studying is filial piety and it's about um, paying back to their parents. So that's so their, their way that's of their... saying thank you is I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to get the best marks I can. Yes. I'd love it if my daughter did that. It'd <laughs> um, be great, wouldn't it? I think Immerse her in China for yeah, a Yeah, we'll just send them to China for a little while. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm picking on it. She, she's very good like that as well. But it's a lovely concept, isn't it, that they they might not, and it's a bit like, like that, um, not thanking someone for that because it's their job. You know, the, mm. the, the Chinese child might not say thank you for mum and dad for everything you've done, but I'm going to work my butt off and I'm going to be a really good human. And yes, I guess that's the thank you, isn't it? That's the thank you. So they live their lives with thank you. And it's not, and it seemed, it seemed a bit as a bit cheesy. That's what mm. some of them said when I was almost saying, not authentic, not authentic, but just not necessary. Yeah, wow. Like they, they, the parents will probably think that's really over the top. Yeah, okay. To go, thank you. And there, there's and, a and, whole... yet, and yet we would we would find it insulting if we didn't, wouldn't we? Yeah, we do. And it's it they they must it must be really hard for for those different cultures to come together and and try and see things from the other one's point of view. And I guess 
that circles back to that empathy is is a big big part of it as well. And if we can get to know, you know, there's an Abraham Lincoln quote that says something along the lines, "I don't know that man. I don't like that man very much. I need to get to know him better." And I think if a lot of people understood some of these differences in culture that you talk about in the book, I actually think we'd have a a less xenophobic society and we'd probably all be able to show a bit more gratitude in the ways in which the person receiving it will receive it. Absolutely. That's a really big goal of the book, actually. Yeah, and I think you achieved it too. Thank it's, you. It's, it's, it's a really wonderful book. Um, the book is called Untangling You and you can get it from Major Street and it'll, it's, on, it's going to be on Amazon. What date is our release date? Because it's the pretty soon, of, I think. First of October. First of October. So it's a pretty much when this podcast is going to come out as well. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's a fantastic book. I really loved it. And thank you. thank you very much for writing Untangling You. Thank you very much, Luke. That- if you'd like to make Untangling You by Dr. Kerry Howes your next read, go to majorstreet.com.au. You can use the code YNR to get your discount. Enjoy your next read. I've been Luke Mathers. It's been fun chatting. Mm-hmm.